0: Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson. Thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. It's a beautiful morning. The sun is rising. The birds are singing. You're starting your shift. Nice and relaxed. Fresh cup of coffee in your hand. Walking past that EMS radio again, and you get a call. University Hospitals Ambulance 48 coming to you ALS with a code STEMI. 62-year-old male, sudden onset of chest pain, rated 8 out of 10, radiating to the right arm. Past medical history of angioplasty two months ago is showing ST elevation in three leads. Currently pulse of 172 BP, 102 over 64. Respirations at 26. We have them on 15 liters, 0 02, and is setting at 95%. Aspirin and nitro on board, as well as IV established. Approximately 10 minutes out. Welcome to Emergency Medicine, guys. Are you kidding me? There is no relaxation here. My first shift as an intern, this was me. I literally walked in and my attending gave me a choice between running the code in Trauma Bay 2 and running a STEMI alert right next door. Today, we're choosing the STEMI. ST elevation myocardial infarction. In all of emergency medicine, STEMI is king. On your test, STEMI is king. We get hundreds of EKGs every day looking for this specific diagnosis, looking for that critical pattern, and when you see it, you have to know what to do. In 2013, the American Heart Association published a set of guidelines on the management of STEMI, and today that is what we're going to cover. But before we get into our approach, first, we need to talk about the actual diagnosis of STEMI. And what you need to know is that STEMI is purely an EKG finding. You can't count on elevated troponins or CKMB or anything like that. It's a diagnosis based completely on a pattern, 100% visual. Because of this, I highly recommend that you go to the Life in the Fast Lane EKG library and look at different pictures of the various types of STEMI, because you just have to know these patterns. But what we are covering today isn't the pattern, it's the approach. And the main takeaway today is the timer, 90 minutes. When that patient first says, Doc, my chest hurts, you are allowed 90 minutes to diagnose the problem and put a beat down on that clot. You have to attack that clot with every ounce of energy you have. You have to treat aggressively. You have to work fast. Of all of your patients in the department, this is the one to prioritize. Four steps. Step one, call a STEMI alert. Tell the nurse, get your attending, tell the charge nurse, tell the unit clerk, STEMI, call a STEMI alert, or whatever your hospital calls it. All hands on deck. We have a critical patient and have to move fast. Step two, take out the platelets. You know this, aspirin. Aspirin, aspirin, aspirin. Your goal is to stop that platelet plug as fast as you can, and that is what aspirin does. You can have the patient chew it, you can stick it in their butt. There is lots of ways to do this, but you need to give every STEMI patient aspirin unless they have a life-threatening allergy. Now, there's actually a little bit more to do here, though. The American Heart Association actually recommends taking a second shot at these platelets. They call this strategy dual antiplatelet therapy. And so you also give a second antiplatelet drug, typically clopidogrel, Plavix. Give aspirin, give Plavix, take out those platelets. Step three think. What else is happening when that plaque ruptures? Stop that coagulation cascade in its tracks. I'm sure this will change over time and new anticoagulant drugs will be chosen. But for now, heparin. Simple, unfractionated heparin. Right after you finish taking a shot at those platelets with dual antiplatelet therapy, you have to attack those coagulation factors with unfractionated heparin. And finally, step four, attack that thrombus itself directly. Everybody agrees that the best way to do this is in the cath lab, PCI. The interventional cardiologist will poke and twist and push at that clot with that little wire until they can get that balloon through, inflate, and blood flow is restored. 90 minutes done. Stop the clock. That is the emergency management of STEMI. Keep it simple. Go fast. While you are moving, you can order a CBC, electrolytes, coags, a troponin, a chest x-ray, basic stuff, but the big strategy is call that stemu alert, stop the platelets, stop the coagulation cascade, and directly attack that clot in the cath lab within 90 minutes. Now since we have a little bit of time left, I'm going to give you three bonus pearls for your rotation before we go. I'm trying to get you guys into that top one-third of your slows. First pearl, look up something called Scarbosa's criteria. This is how you diagnose STEMI in somebody with an old left bundle branch block. New left bundle branch block is actually a STEMI equivalent. But the real question is how do you diagnose a STEMI in a patient who has an old established left bundle branch block? I was actually pimped on this during my clerkship. I have been repeatedly repimped on it throughout residency. You just gotta know Scarbosa's criteria. Second, Pearl, the outlying hospital scenario. If you don't have a cath lab in your hospital, that 90 minute timer is out. But you do get two completely new options to choose from. Option A 30 minutes to push thrombolytics, or 120 minutes to get that patient into somebody else's cath lab. Third and final pearl for today, let's talk about morphine and nitroglycerin. A lot of you guys probably noticed that I didn't mention these earlier. And it's true, these are classic meds. They are excellent at relieving the patient's symptoms. And even physiologically, they just kind of make sense. But your attendings are going to want you to know that they have not been shown to improve outcomes, and that they can be very, very dangerous because they cause the blood pressure to drop. This is a whole can of worms that I'm not opening up about inferior MIs and right-sided leads and preload and cardiac anatomy. What you need to know is you need to be careful with nitroglycerin and morphine. That's all I got for today. Before we go, I actually have a favor to ask you. If you don't mind, please send me an email, zack at emclerkship.com, Z A C K at emclerkship.com, with a question. Any question that you're attending has pimped you on during your rotation. All of you early summer rotators are the lookouts for the rest of us. I want to start incorporating discussion on common pimp questions so that future students don't get tripped up during their clerkship. So if you have a good, quick pimp question, I'd really appreciate it if you sent it my way. Otherwise, until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.